Mr. Coleman Hughes is a columnist for Quillette. He's had pieces published in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the National Review, the City Journal, and the Spectator. He's studying philosophy at Columbia University, and we appreciate your attendance, and you're recognized for five minutes, sir. Back with the pen, took a sabbatical, at it again. Look at my attitude after they call me a time, and Ray call me a coon, it's a 10. Bitches a 10, don't tell me who to offend. Losing a few of my friends, yeah, I've been booted from public events. And it was all over something I said Cause it was blasphemy Never was lacking audacity Point to a flaw in the fallacy right on the day Back to the podcast Because if it flatlines You can see the It doesn't matter It actually is irrelevant Well you don't edit the podcast You can cut it with the other the timing is always off. The timing the is always off. We're always there's oh, always yeah. a little bit of master off editor. We're gonna put I'm that next saying to I'm your title. Editor. I'm not saying I'm master editor. The timing is always there's always was a second of so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, your fearless leader is back hosting the Back Judge podcast. Uh, Tommy and Lee starting things off off right. It's it's tough when you guys I think are in the same room. Maybe. I just think maybe the clap just is some, unnecessary some because you can look at the volume bar to see. Yeah, you can. But I've also with the flat lines I've done, I like to just do, get a clap in and just make sure. Okay, and it, if it if it throws everything off, then yeah, I can stop doing it. But it, if, if it throws it off, then you know what? Maybe it's we should be editing the podcast. It's unnecessary. Maybe I should step up to the table and learn maybe, how to do the maybe, fade in and fade out. Maybe, maybe you should. should. Maybe, maybe you I should. should. Okay. It's just the master. It's it was that the, was that a Lee Murray complaint that he that the the music just suddenly cuts off. No, and, that that was me. Tommy edits. No, no, no. That's a self that's oh. a self critique <laughs> I, I, that's a self critique i know that i i don't do the fades uh because my garage band is old and it's not in you know with lee's garage band there's the button you can do the button with mine you have to take the short your garage band is literally a newer version than mine all right <laughs> well either way your garage band has the button to fade in and fade out i have to go through these various shortcuts to get to the fade in and fade out okay which is why i didn't do let's it let's talk ball man let's talk ball Lee, uh, you said you wanted to update um, yeah. our listeners, Aiden and JP, about your standing in the Bet the Board yeah, podcast. Yeah, well, so I, I ended up changing my picks. Um, I think, I, I, think I, I told you guys the picks at the end, and I changed them. I had a big brain moment and changed my picks. I would have gone 3-2 and two either way. Um, I went 3-2, and two, uh, which is not bad, but it's not the way I really wanted to finish the year. Had I gone 4-1, and one, uh, I would have won the first place trophy. Um, I ended up placing in fourth. I was tied for third, and the tiebreaker was the amount of points scored in the in the Chargers Raiders game. And I nailed it, fifty eight, but it went to overtime at fifty eight, and then they scored a, t- a a field goal, obviously, and someone else had sixty. The guy behind me, so he got. So I ended up getting fourth place, which is great. You know, it was great to to put to put uh, put myself on the map a little bit, and I'll be back next year, but not necessarily the way I wanted to finish. Um, but thank you guys for the support throughout the process. I appreciate that. It's always that that last week, man. The survivor, once upon a time, oh, and yeah. now the bet the board. Oh yeah, no, it's. Uh, and then, of course, the the BJP Dynasty Championship. Yeah, well, that's it's uh, going to be some maybe something I'm, I have to consider during sil- uh, silent reflection of the Super Bowl. Probably the. I think those, I think that's a good those idea. Thoughts are probably going to go through my head, and I will uh, address them accordingly. I I think if. Uh... If you're not Adam, I don't know if you're planning on. Are you planning on silent reflecting for halftime? Oh yes, okay, okay. absolutely. You know, I think this this is one one of the years though where I'm not disgusted by the halftime show. It's a it's a great lineup. Um, still though, you know, it's it's overstimulation yeah, in the Super yeah. Bowl. You need to take time uh, to to relax, and uh, I will be silently reflecting. As again. someone who's greatly admired your movement. Um, I was ready to I was ready to give you a, a little flack if you were gonna if you were gonna come come nope. to bat for this lineup, which I guess I'll be it is a little bit more impressive than years past, but still you're gonna get a neutered, as you said, over overstimulating uh halftime yep. show. So I'm I'm happy that you're sticking to your guns. Yeah, we're looking forward to the, the reflection. I'm sure we can speak more about it uh maybe the week weekend before the Super Bowl. Um but there's we're in the divisional round, boys. There's uh, a lot of games left to be played. Four games this weekend. And, uh, Tommy, I'm going to kind of hand you the reins on this first one, man, because uh, 
This is this has kind of been your play all year. You've been talking about you're you're excited to fade the Titans in the first round of the playoffs. Given this matchup, is that uh, plan still in place? It definitely is still in place. <clears throat> I definitely if if the Titans do win this weekend, um, it will be it will be a double down full court press uh, against the in you know against the Bills or the Chiefs. But that being said, I, I like the Bengals here, man. Um, I, now that you're getting over, I mean, we're we're looking at pretty much. Uni, I mean, fours, universal three and a half. Lee, I don't know if you uh, three and a half, three and a half. On Lee and I, yeah. it's pretty much a universal three on the a three and a half. But in Lee and I's book, we're looking at a four, um, which is you know, I, I guess kind of uh, relevant, and, and and that number actually kind of means something a little bit. But ultimately, uh, I do like the Bengals here, man. Um, I, I, I got to give the Titans some credit. Uh, Mike Vrabel is, is a very good football coach. I think this team has a high floor, and you're, they are kind of they should be the favorite in this game, and they probably should win this game because I think there's a pretty big disparity in coaching. But when you go into the matchup, man, um, I've been harping on this Titans secondary for a while, and what does Cincinnati do very well? Uh, they pass the ball. They have a very explosive vertical passing offense. Uh, I and Joe Burrow is is playing lights out right now. And when it comes to the quarterback matchup, I think the Bengals have a significant advantage. Um, more in a more macro sense, with their both of their offenses, uh, I have to give the Titans some 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 brownie points for uh, Derrick Henry coming back. Uh, at any you know, I'm assuming that he's going to be close to full strength, even him at you know 75, 85 percent. Uh, their offense probably is going to run through him. Uh, and, and Ryan Tannehill is a middle-of-the-pack quarterback who has done a good job kind of keeping this, this team on schedule. Um, but I do, I do like the Bengals here. I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Uh, I think kind of it comes down to uh, if, you're, if you're backing the Bengals, you are, are hoping for the offensive line, which, is, which has been you know kind of a, a bottom-tier unit, to hold uh, – Harold Landry and the Bud Dupree's of the world, and then Jeffrey Simmons on the inside. This is this is a this is a good defensive line. This is probably the best pass rush that the Titans have had in, in some time. Uh, they've they've kind of been an easy fade with their with their pass rush for the past couple of years. But Simmons is playing at an all all you know very good level. We saw what he did in the Rams game, obviously. Um, but ultimately, I don't know, man. I think Zach Taylor. I'm kind of scared of Zach Taylor. I don't know. Lee and I were talking about it yesterday. I don't know if Zach Taylor is a good football coach yet. And and maybe, you know, I should be giving him a little bit more credit. Obviously, he has a great uh, quarterback, and they have great offensive weapons. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll just pass the baton off to you guys. I mean, ultimately, I, I do like the Bengals here with the four. Uh, Bengals' money line, I think, is live. Um, but, you know, I'm not as confident – um, in this play as I would be if this were, say, maybe the Patriots even coming to town. Um, I guess they both kind of have first-year starting quarterbacks. But, you know, ultimately there's there's reason to be hesitant to fully back the Bengals because of the lack of experience on their team and the, and the kind of wealth of experience kind of that the Titans have on their side. But when you kind of go down to the matchup, I think that the Bengals have a lot of significant – uh, advantages and, and they have the the main advantage and the most important position at the, with the quarterback. So, yeah, the, the Zach Taylor comment is is interesting um, because, in my opinion, you know the Raiders shouldn't have really even been in that game at the end. There, um, they you know they were kicking too many field goals and it was just kind of surprising that they they came back. I think Lee, you know, probably you feel lucky that you had you you bought that half point. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I do. Um. Can I step in here? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving the uh, Yeah, I was thoroughly unimpressed with both teams in that game. Um, most notably the Bengals, because I thought that they were the better team and they couldn't mm-hmm. score in the red zone. I think the Bengals are overrated right now. Um, I, similar to Tommy, have been waiting to fade the Tennessee Titans, but I already have placed a one-unit wager on the Tennessee Titans minus three. Uh, I think they're going to dictate mm-hmm. the pace of this game. I think they're going to win the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to be able to run the football. Uh, their offense has been averaging just over 23 points per game this year. I think they hit 24 points, 27 points in this game. Uh, I think they control time of possession. I think they get to Burrow. I think that's the most important handicap I can have on this game is if the Tennessee Titans are moving the Bengals' offense backwards, um, they're going to win the game. 
Burrow's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Um, they were able to keep him clean against the Raiders' defense, which is very conservative. They don't send a lot of blitzes. They don't really disguise a lot of things. Uh, Max Crosby couldn't get to him, and that was kind of the, the end-all, be-all. Um, what really stood out to me in that Raiders game against the Bengals was their ability to run the football. Josh Jacobs, I don't know his specific stats, but I know he had somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 rushing yards on something like 14 or 13 carries, maybe a, a couple more. They were moving the ball. Uh, he had a couple, you know, 25-plus yard runs. Um, I think Derrick Henry's going to come back with a vengeance. Uh, Mike Vrabel is, this is a John Danner, shout out John Danner stat, stoked for the Titans here, Titans fan. Um, Mike Vrabel is uh, 8-0 as a head coach when his team has had eight or more days of rest. That is the case in this mm. game. They're at home, and people are still overlooking the Tennessee Titans. This has kind of been the thing with the Titans all year. I'm one of those people who's overlooked him against the Bills, overlooked him against the Rams, overlooked him against the Chiefs. Now you got a Bengals team that's coming to town that I think is just kind of overrated. There's a lot of hype for Joe Burrow. I think he's very good. Don't get me wrong. I think they have an incredibly bright future. But I do not think this is a team that, coming off a wild card win against the Raiders at home, is going to travel to Tennessee in the one seed off a bye and go smack the Tennessee Titans in the mouth. That's not going to how this is going to work. I think Vrabel's got his guys ready for this game. This is a Titans team that got blown out by the Bengals last year in the Bengals' four-win season. Um, another John Danner shout-out. He's been watching a lot of these interviews, and the Titans players have been harping on that, that, that whooping they took last year. They want to get a little bit of payback. I think this is a, is a really good spot to lay the points with the Titans here. I do not think the Titans are going to the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I'm not on the Titans train now. But I think out of any matchup, this is a great matchup for the Titans in their first playoff game off the bye, getting a team that is inexperienced, a coach that is inexperienced on the road in Nashville. Um, so I'll lay the three or four with the Titans. I was lucky enough to get it at three at 11 to 10. Um, I'd still be comfortable laying three and a half, four. I think the Titans end up winning this game by, you know, maybe seven points, maybe four. You're, you're maybe in that ballpark, depending on how well Cincinnati can throw the ball. Um, but I, I obviously love the three more than anything. So I'm, I'm on the Titans here. Lee, you mentioned the the Titans with a good record when they have more than eight days mm -hmm. of rest. Also, notably, you, you know, last year the NFL went to that seven-team format in the playoffs. Both of the uh, one seeds won their first game last year as well, yep. right? So only, you know, the Titans are the only team here that – that had last week off too. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of with you guys um, thinking that the Bengals are a little overhyped. I like the Titans just, you know, here at home able to uh, maybe take care of business. I think it'll be a really good game though. Um, you know, Burrow for, you know, is, is playing at a really high level right now and he's, he's not making mistakes, um, yeah. not really turning the ball over even, you know, with those, you know, taking the sacks and stuff too, taking care of the football. So I think it should be yeah, a good one. I also think I think this game is probably a field goal game either way. I think this game is close, like you were kind of alluding to, Adam. And also, I just think even if the Titans are up by – if this is a one-possession game, if they're up by seven in the fourth quarter and Burrow has uh, a chance to drive them down the field, and, and on the flip side, if, if that's the Tennessee Titans with Tannehill, I'm just kind of more confident in Burrow's ability to make big-time plays and, and ultimately – you know, be the clutch, the clutch player uh, coming down the line. And I think we have to give some credit to the Bengals' defense, which has been a pretty solid unit. Um, good in the secondary. Chidobi Awuzie playing really well. Mike Hilton, really good slot. Uh, and, you know, I, I, is Trey Hendrickson questionable for this game? No, he's playing. He's playing? Okay. No, he should play, yeah. I also will say... They did lose uh, Ogunjobi, yeah, though. The last thing I wanted to say, this is just kind of something I was looking over yesterday. When the Bengals have played teams with what I consider to be, like, top-tier, elite-level running backs, they've struggled. Um, so going back to the Vikings game, I know they won, but Dalvin Cook had a pretty good game, and there's a question as to whether or not you know the Vikings should have won that game, whatever. The Bengals won that game, and then you go to Nick Chubb ran all over them um, in the first matchup. I won't even talk about the second matchup because it was Week 18, but they Browns put up 41 points on them. And then Austin Eckler had a, had a good game, and, they, and the Chargers put up 41 points on them when he came to town. Um, and I know they, they did a good job kind of shutting Najee down, who I don't necessarily consider to be in that category yet. But a guy like Derrick Henry coming out and playing, I think he's kind of be, going to be able to have his way. And that's my whole thing with this game is, like, I, I'm afraid of Burrow. I get it. Burrow's really good. But if the Tennessee Titans can keep him off the field, which I do believe that's going to be their strategy, is going to be getting first downs, possessing the football, um, executing in the red zone, they're, gonna, they're going to win the game. I think they ultimately are going to win the game if they can execute that game plan, and I expect them to do that. Yeah, 
Uh, and before we move on, I think, you know, I just think the biggest matchup advantage here, I guess you can make the argument that it's that it's uh, Henry going up against the Bengals run defensively. I know you've been making that point. But to me, if you trust in Joe Burrow, then the biggest matchup advantage is that the wide receivers versus secondary. And I just, I, I mean, this game, you know, Clep, how do you feel about this total, man, sitting at 47 and a half? Uh, I don't know, you know, Clep, you're kind of the resident totals guy. You kind of took, you took that crown from my head. Been, you've been pretty profitable on the, uh, the mock totals bet. We can do um, some, some simple math. I mean, what's well, the their, totals, their projected score would looking, be, uh, it's Titans are 26 and a half and Bengals are 22 and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Who's I, picking, I think Adam? The, I, I'm picking the Titans. Okay. I'm picking the Titans, You're lame. but uh, I don't feel don't feel super confident about it. I've faded the Bengals like all year. I even took the Raiders. Uh, I don't know. I think I said like Bengals would win, Raiders would keep it close, but I didn't even really think the game should have been that close. I thought the Bengals. The Bengals should have blown them out. Um, well, and also, yeah. me and I were talking. The Bengals really did struggle in the red zone. Um, the Bengals seem to be a team that you know at least in that, in that game and it yeah. kind of rears its head. Uh, in this game, they they are. They can hit really, you know, chunk plays in between, you know, the twenties. But when it gets into the red zone, uh, potentially they they struggle a bit down there. So he's mixing a little more down yeah. there, maybe. I don't know. But then you got those O line issues. But I think it'll be it'll be a fun game. Uh, so let's go to to Green Bay. We were talking pre pod. I think we kind of think the Packers are potentially the strongest team uh, in the entire field. At the very least, they seem to have. Um, the least amount of weaknesses or just uh, glaring concerns. They've been really solid all year, uh, absent the first game of the season against the Saints. Uh, I have an inkling that Mason Crosby is going to mess something up for them, though, at some point. You know, I'm not going not gonna to say it happens this week. not going to say, hey, if they make it to the NFC Championship, it'll happen then, or if, even if they make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, but with having two games uh, at home, the one seed that week off, Rodgers was even a little dinged up too. So I think the Packers are, are in a good spot here at home against the Niners. But if you're Green Bay, I kind of think, I almost feel like you would have rather play Dallas. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the, the Niners are, are really rolling right now. You know, uh, they're just kind of one of those teams that, that's getting a little bit hot. They have a big second half in LA to make the playoffs. They go to Dallas and, and they win a game there. Now they're traveling to Green Bay. Um, you know they have momentum uh, on their side somewhat coming into this one. I don't know what the anyone have a, a, a weather forecast. It's supposed to be in the high teens. No, it was a high okay. high of the teens, low of like one degree. It's okay. Well, it might be. It's going to be chilly. I don't know if it'll be snowy. Um, Niners also put a put a beating on the Packers uh, two playoffs ago yeah. in um, in Lambeau. You know, in the in, no, it was in oh, it was right. in San Fran. Right. It was in Santa Clara. They ran the ball over the Packers. Packers defense has has improved this year um, under the tutelage of Joe Barry, ex Lions DC. Shout out um, Joe Barry. But um, I'm going to take the Packers here. I guess I like them five and a half. But um, I think the Niners again. I think these are going to be. Last week we saw some kind of some blowouts. I think uh, NFL gets back to its roots, gives us some close games here. Um, I think this one will be a, a classic. Yeah. Um, Tommy, you can go ahead if you want. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things I want to uh, attack here. We're going to have to have a, a Cowboys and Cardinals conversation at some point. I don't know if we, we want to dive into last week right now. Um, I guess I'll come out and say that I like the Niners here with the points. Uh, I think the Niners cover and the Packers probably win. Uh, I think this game is probably similar to the game that these two teams played earlier. Speaking of Mason Crosby hitting game-winning field goal after, like you mm-hmm. said, uh, missing a couple field goals, if I remember correctly, uh, throughout that game before the game-winning kick. Um, you know, ultimately, I think you can make an argument that the Niners are the second-best team in the NFC right now uh, with the way they're playing. Uh, I think this is, a, you know, I think they're probably best equipped to beat the Packers in Lambeau because of their run game and the way that their um, offense is playing. I think, you know, the biggest concern for the Niners and why we've seen this number go to six and then come back down 
Now to five and a half, uh, there is and Jimmy G has popped up with a, another injury, a shoulder injury, um, and his thumb already is, you know, uh, not a hundred percent. Obviously, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, obviously both went down to the Dallas game. Um, Warner said that he's playing, and, and Bosa is nursing a concussion. Um, but yeah, I think this is probably a, a last-second field goal game. I think the the Packers have kind of. The Packers have been the best team in the NFL, but they've struggled, you know, with with some teams. Uh, you know, the Brown, the Browns game we've we've brought up. They've they've kind of struggled to put some teams away, uh, and I think that this is kind of too many points with the way that the 49ers are playing, with the way that Kyle Shanahan is is coaching right now, with the way that this defense is playing. And I think ultimately it comes down to if Jimmy G can kind of limit the kind of bonehead plays that he tends to have, some of the boneheaded turnovers that he has, um, and they can kind of they have the formula to really kind of control this game with the run game and try and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field and you know this Packers defense is good but the Niners uh you know I mean I I have a lot of confidence in this Niners team right now um I was very confident that they were going to beat the Cowboys uh I I didn't get to watch uh, the vast majority of the game because I was I was on the road for work but uh it seemed like you know the Niners didn't play all too good company man company man exactly um the Niners didn't play a, a flawless game by any means, but you know, especially in the first half, really kind of were playing very well and kind of let the Cowboys back into that game. Jimmy G threw a pretty poor interception. Um, but then on the other side of the coin, the Packers, you know, coming off of multiple weeks of rest, Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP level right now is the best quarterback on the planet right now in Lambeau. Um, I've, you know, it's it's it is very hard to go into Lambeau and win, especially in this weather. Um, you know, I've I was saying that in November. Now we're in January. Um, this is going to be. I, th- I agree with you, Clep. I think this is going to be a classic. But I I have a hard time seeing the Packers win by two possessions, uh, and that's why I like the Niners here in this spot. And the Niners might mess around and win. You know who who is. You know I'm not. I'm not. You know if I had to pick a blowout on this slate, I don't know, man. I, I don't think even though the Niners have the biggest. Are uh, the biggest disparity on the spread. I, I have more confidence in the confidence in them to keep it close because of their coaching staff and because of the swagger that they're playing with. They're going to be coming out to Super Gremlin, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel leading the play, uh, leading the uh, leading the pack in Lambo. So ultimately, I think this is a good game. Uh, Niners cover and Packers win. Last minute field goal by Mason Crosby goes a little bit right, comes back in left, and the Packers get the win. <laughs> Lee, what do you think? Uh, you know, the Packers have made the NFC Championship game two seasons in a row. Um, find themselves once again back in the one seed, um, or not back, but back with you know home field here. Um, how do you think? You know, in this with things circling with Rodgers and, and Adams too. Um, do you think they they are able to move on here and, and get to the NFC Championship game? Yeah, I ultimately do, but. Um... I think that this is, uh, you know, unlike the game we just analyzed, um, if the 49ers win this game, in my eyes, they become the number one seed in the NFC. This is a game where everything you guys said about the 49ers, they are hot, really hot right now. They're playing really well. Um, and this is an opportunity for them to kind of become the team to beat in the NFC. And, and, and I think that the Packers are not thrilled with the fact that they have to play the 49ers in their first playoff game. I don't think the matchup is great for the Packers. Um, I think the Niners are going to be able to move the football. If you can get the Niners at six, I probably like it. I haven't taken it, um, but I probably like it. I think I'm going to stay away from this game just because uh, I just don't I, – I like feel that like the Niners are going to keep it close, but I also really don't want to fade the Packers because I just think the Packers are going to find a way to win this game. I just have a really hard time – seeing them have the season they have. Rodgers obviously had the season he have had, and after what happened last year at home against Tampa, them to just lose their first game as the one seed yeah. at home against a team that's hot with a with a mediocre quarterback. Um, I And even considering, too, the Packers playing the Lions, like that was kind of a week off, too. Yeah, absolutely. Sat the second half. And... So, yeah, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to pick the Packers to win here. I fully expect the Packers to be representing the NFC uh, – or, sorry re- – Playing, I expect the NFC Championship game to be played in Lambeau Field. I've expected that since the Packers beat the Rams week 15 or 14 or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, I, I think Klepp, like you, and, and this is kind of an error in my handicap last week, I expected a lot of good games and there weren't a lot of good games. I expect a lot of good games this week. And this is 
maybe kind of like uh, like the kids say, low key. One of my this might might low key <laughs> low key be my favorite game of the of the of the slate. I just think this is going to be a really good game. Um, the thing about it is, man, I expect Aaron Rodgers to play flawlessly, and the in the in the thing that the Dallas Cowboys didn't do that Troy Aikman pointed out is they didn't really give their star receivers opportunities to go make plays um, in one-on-one coverage, and the Packers will definitely do that. I expect Devontae Adams to have a big game. I expect Alan Lazard to have a relatively big game. These uh, 49ers DBs can't really cover, so uh, I think the Packers are going to be able to. Huh? I mean, let's give them a little credit. Can't cover. Come on. They're playing well. Yeah, they're playing well, but I mean, they, they didn't really get tested against Dallas um, in coverage, and I don't think they can cover very well. So um, I expect the Packers to be able to throw the ball effectively and, and get out of there with the win. Can I can I touch on Dallas real quick? Is that or should we wait? Should we wait? Go for it. I just want, and I kind of want to rope. I want to talk about Mike McCarthy and Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think there's any reason to keep either of those coaches for next year. I think you know what you're going to get. Um, my handicap to pat myself on the back on the Niners and the Cowboys, I think, was was pretty spot on. I said the Cowboys were soft. I said that Mike McCarthy, uh, you know, you have Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore, who are both, you know, top-tier coaching candidates in the eyes of the NFL. Both, you know, Cowboys offense, one of the top offenses in the league. The defense, Dan Quinn really got that defense going. Um, and ultimately it came down to, you know, you, everyone knows about the fake punt, all, all these just Mike McCarthy-isms. Uh, and I think the same thing goes with Cliff Kingsbury. They're both boobs. They're both just I – don't, I don't see – you have both championship-level rosters, I think you could say. Champ, they, are, they are playoff teams at the very least. And what is the point of keeping either of those coaches around when I feel like you know what you're going to get? Kingsbury has been brutal in the last two – in the last half of – uh, seasons at every, every every single time he's been a head coach at Texas Tech and with the Cardinals his team his team's pewter out um, and then on the other side with the Cowboys this was a, a fraudulent team all year and especially in the last half we we talked about it last week that this team they lost to the Cardinals they waxed the the Giants and the football team and you see the high end of this offense against going up against bad teams and you know people I think people were led astray. Um, so I don't know if you guys have any any I don't know reaction to that or, or or comment on that. I think I think 100% Tommy. I mean, you what you said, I I was kind of riding the Cowboys. I I even placed a little bet on them and uh they they were disappointing. You know, they they clawed their way back in, you know, at the end, but I didn't think Dak I don't know, Dak just didn't play, you know, super well and I think um there might just be like a ceiling with yeah. him. I don't know, and, and I don't know if that how much you know that's really talked about. Um, I think sometimes he just kind of gets put into to the category, you know, of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I don't know. I think like guys like Stafford are, are better than him, right? I mean, I think you know he's kind of in that tier. I'm just not totally sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I don't. Know. And especially with the money that you're paying him, I think that's a concern. Um, and. Like you said, Tommy, with Mike McCarthy, I would push back a little bit on the Cliff thing. Obviously, the the history isn't there, but you know, you make the playoffs this year. You know, you you take that team from taking over where they they had Rosen. You know, getting getting Kyler in the building. This is what year three of of Cliff. You make the playoffs. I think they're still maybe building. Um, you know, I'm not a Cliff fan, but I I would stick with him. But I I see where you're coming from with Mike McCarthy. I think. Especially, you know, the the punt thing where you keep your punt unit on the field on first down, and then like you just give up a delay a game. There were, and like Lee was talking about during the game, there was a lot of penalties, so the the team just wasn't really ready to go. It seemed like um, at home. I mean, that's a tough loss to take uh, to a to a team that is is coming in as as a wild card team to lose. Um, so, and Dak's only playoff win right is against the Seahawks in in two thousand and nineteen. Is that the yes? No, no. They didn't. They didn't make the playoffs in 2019. The last time they made playoffs. Well, that was it. It was like 2019. It was the 2018-19 season. Uh, my my brain's blasted. I'm thinking of their rookie year when they made the playoffs, but they lost. Uh, I believe in the. They lost to the Packers. They lost to the Packers. Yeah, I I think it's um, yeah. I don't know, Lee, if you have 
you have any comments on it. Um, yeah, I, I don't like McCarthy at all. I don't think that he's a good coach. Yeah. I, I think he should be coaching his like son's team. He's not. He, I don't think he's an NFL coach. I think he's he's also very pleased with himself, which bothers me. Uh, I also think that the weight of this game is on the shoulders of Dak Prescott. He didn't play well enough to win. If Dak Prescott played a marginally better game, they would have won. He didn't play well enough. You, you're, you're getting $45 million a year, bro. This is why I like hated on the contract. He has not proven that he's worth that money. The Cowboys are a regular season team. They put up a bunch of stats, and they don't do anything when the game actually matters. That's been the case. And they're in a, they're in a terrible division. That's been the case our too. whole life. The division is arguably has been one of the worst in the NFL. There's a new division champion every year in that division. Um, yeah, I think McCarthy should get fired. I think Cliff has a little bit more of a leash. I think Cliff is more likely to get fired. Like, I think that actually the Cardinals might move on from Kingsbury because of how he's been down the stretch the past two years. Um, and just some of the reports out of Arizona is that Bidwell is, is fed up. Like, he's not having it anymore. Um, both of these guys, at the end of the day, have, you know, quarterbacks that you could make an argument are elite. And you need to be winning playoff games if you have a quarterback that is elite. And Kyler didn't play well enough. That's another thing with yeah, Kingsbury. I think, yeah, that's just what I was like that. Say. Kyler played yeah. a terrible game. I, I'm a yeah. huge Kyler supporter, but I am also his biggest critic. And Kyler, to this point in his career, has been a disappointment in my eyes because you need to be you're you can't be playing like this down the stretch. You can't be losing to the Panthers and the Lions this year in your third year in the NFL, where you're in the MVP conversation and put up a you in one of those games. You're playing. And you at put home. up a combined yeah, yeah, yeah. you know 20 points in those two games. You you put up 11 against the against the. The, the Panthers and you put up like 17 against the Lions or whatever it is it's, it's inexcusable and then in the playoff game to play the way he did I mean he looked scared he looked like the moment was too big for him he's been hurt down the stretch where he can't stay healthy and it's affecting his play down the stretch and that's I don't know maybe you should be playing baseball if you if you can't play past October how, you know like what I was just gonna say like how much of, of that conversation would you put on Kingsbury because I think we talked about it. I think there's a whole – I could play a hard devil's advocate for Kingsbury right now because if you just look at what he's done from a, from a wins-loss standpoint in that division, which is actually the best division in football, arguably since he's been the coach, he's done a really good job. Any, if you take away the face and the name and you put an apparition there and just look at what he's done, there you're not firing that coach. But it's just the fact that he's kind of has the track record he has at Texas Tech – some people think he's a he's kind of has the boob kind of energy. There's not a lot of you know you don't really get that same young coach vibe that you get with Shanahan or Lafleur or McVay or anyone like it's 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 a little bit more kind of a space cadet feel that you get with Kingsbury, um, and that he kind of lucked into the position. I don't know. I I don't know how realistic of a, a thought experiment this is, but we we talked about Dable and and Arizona, but it just you know taking. I just think that you can put like you can upgrade from both of these coaches and and obviously this is all kind of in a vacuum and it's all hypothetical but like a quarterback I think when you have the opportunity to upgrade um at that you know at the head coaching position which is you know the most important position in your organization I think you have to do it and and you know if you assume that Brian Dable is is a really good head football coach and knows how to really operate an offense, putting him in Arizona with those weapons uh, or Dallas with those weapons, it makes those teams better. And Brian Dable might be a worse coach than both of those guys, but I, I'm just more so saying well, that's that. That's the risk. It's all yes, on paper. But And I guess the, why it's worth the risk is because I think you know what you have in both McCarthy and Kingsbury. I If, if both of these teams retain these head coaches, I know in the summer we're going to be talking about this again and we know that, hey, Dallas and Arizona might win their division. They might get to the playoffs. They might be a wild card team. But I think it's going to be hard for me a year from now, uh, you know, in, in, in the playoffs, backing either of these teams with the coaches that they have. And yeah, I think that's I think that's totally fair. Um, I also think you know I understand the hesitancy of you know owners of those teams to be like, we just made the playoffs and we're going to jump into the pool. With the eight other teams that are looking for head coaches now, obviously with Kyler, with Dak, you would be probably, you know, a, a premier destination. But you you still don't know, 
right? And you can't exactly start sniffing around, seeing if coaches are interested, and then still have your coach in place because that's going to cause yeah. and I, issues. I also so. want to say one thing, too. We were watching the uh, – before we went to bed last night, Tommy put on some PFF video, and they were talking about Rondell Moore's average depth of target, and it was something like yep. 1.6 yards. Yeah. That's inexcusable. And I, I'm not – you know, I know I was a Rondell Moore guy. Maybe he's not as good as – whatever. You can make all – the fact that his average depth of target was a, a yard and a half down the field, I think is a travesty, especially when Hopkins is hurt and your top receivers are A.J. Green and Christian Kirk. And now you're – why yeah. is Antoine Wesley getting more targets than Rondale Moore or deeper? Like why is – why are they not making him more of a facet of their offense and unlocking his potential the way that they could be? There's some questionable stuff like that um, that I think, you know – and also, I, I the last thing about Kingsbury, I think Vance Joseph and the way he's commanded that defense has made up for like a lot of problems that this team has. Um, and, and I want to tip my cap to Vance Joseph. I don't know if he's head coach material. I know he was a one-and-done, I think, in Denver maybe yeah. a few yeah. years ago. I don't know if he's head coach material. He's a damn good defensive coordinator. He's yeah. going to probably get uh, interviewed for head coaching jobs, and he's done a great job in Arizona. So when they pull him away, if, if he gets hired somewhere else – that could be a potential problem for uh, the Cardinals because that's a tough defense to kind of you got a lot of playmakers, but they're it's kind of niche players like Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and Buda Baker and all those guys. You got to kind of figure out how to make that work. Yeah, and before we move on, just one I guess I'm more I'm more comfortable making this argument for the Cowboys than I am the Cardinals, but I'm sure you know I could just because I'm more familiar with the Cowboys. But it's like, what does Mike McCarthy do for the Dallas Cowboys? Well, what does he do that Jason Garrett didn't do? No, so yeah, and it's like they have. They have, yeah. you know, arguably top five coordinators at each position. Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore are one of the, you know, Dan Quinn seems to be a lock to go to the, the Denver Broncos. Everyone is, you know, saying that Dan Quinn's going to be the next coach of the Broncos, which, as I said last week, I think is a huge mistake. What does McCarthy do? He's awful at clock management. What what does he bring into the table that is making this team better? You know, he's not, he's not John Harbaugh. He's not a, you know... A, it's just, and you know, what does Cliff Kingsbury do? Why, what does Cliff Kingsbury do? What does he bring to the table? Why does, is this team better off having him? Why should they not explore other options? I guess that's the uh, question I'll leave with you and the listeners, and, and we can move on if we've exhausted this topic. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to move on. I'm good. Lee? I just, did, I kind of just like blasted yeah. my own brain. I think Mike McCarthy is just a fat Jason Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see what the yeah. difference is. I don't see where yeah. he's taking this team, and uh, I'm sorry for poking at his weight. That's not fair. Yeah, like he's 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 a good guy, you know. He's a good Pittsburgh guy. He's but a good also, Pittsburgh guy. He's you know he's he's probably happy, but he's I just shout out whatever. Shout out Lee and, and Adam for branding him the fat man, and back two years ago and never really believing him, and and you know I should have listened. I should have listened, but now we here we are in year two, I guess. Year three, pretty much going into year three, and I think you guys some of that was just Lions that. homerism and Packers hate, and just me not liking McCarthy. Yeah. Really ever. But yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate well, I was that. I was also on the uh, you know fade Rogers. You know Rogers is the Lafleur one and done. He's a great Lafleur one and done. You know, we've got, my dad always brings up me hating on Lafleur, and he's like, "How's that guy like done pretty well?" You're like, yeah, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Rams, baby. Lee, are we, uh, we riding? I wanna, I'm riding. I want to give a little, a little tangent yeah. here. I had my worst handicapping week of uh, the season last year. Thankfully, I didn't bet. I only bet two last games. Last week. I yeah. went 0-1-1. Yeah. So I, I pushed on the Raiders and I lost on the Steelers. But, man, I got away from what got me here. Right? I got away from what yeah. got me here. And what got me here was my belief in the Rams and the fact that they were laying three and a half points at home against the Cardinals, it was just my Kyler love that got in the way. That would that was a great angle. The Bills minus four against the Patriots was a great angle. My Belichick love got in the way. My emotions got in the way of me being able to excel last week. And now we're back to the basics. We're back to the fundamentals. This was a matchup I knew was going to happen when I projected the Rams to win the Super Bowl. This was inevitable. Them playing Tampa Bay, whether it be in L.A. or in Tampa. They beat Tampa in the regular season. I think Tampa's going to be out for blood. They obviously looked very impressive against Philly. Another handicapping point where fading Philly would have been a good decision. Um, but 
I'm on the Rams, man. They looked great against uh, Arizona for whatever that's worth. I think Cam Akers has been a phenomenal addition to their offense, and the way they've been able to use him and Michelle has completely made Daryl Henderson. Uh, any props to Odell, too? I got to give props to Odell. Yeah, I mean, Odell's been – I don't think Odell's a number one receiver, and I think that's why he's excelling because he's an incredible number two receiver yeah. and a great red zone target. And when their number two corner is guarding Odell, that's awesome. And also, it's it's nice to have a guy who can get you the ball accurately, too. Um, Stafford played a great game against Arizona. The Buccaneers are banged up, man. I I, I kind of have been I, I've been a little a little bit too critical of the Buccaneers, but at the same time, Wirfs goes down, Jensen goes down, the running back situation's a little in flux. Obviously the receivers are how they are. I think if you put Ramsey on Mike Evans. And you force guys like, you know, obviously Gronk and Cyril Grayson and Tyler Johnson to win this game through the air. The Buccaneers are going to have some issues. Brady gets frustrated. I'm on the Rams' money line, plus 135. I'm on the Rams' plus three. I think that it's destiny for the Rams to be going, for Matt Stafford to be going to Lambeau Field to go play for a chance to, to go play in the Super Bowl. I think that's destiny. I, I, and uh, that was my projection was Rams-Packers. Before the season, I'm sticking with it. I love the Rams here. Um, I expect them to go into Tampa. I think Tampa two. Again. I think two for Stafford to, to get the monkey, you know, the playoff monkey off his back. You know, obviously, I think you can make the argument Goff still would have won that game just by the way the defense played, sure. but the offense still played very well. Like Stafford played very well in the game itself. You get that playoff win. Now you get to go up against Brady, man, and and really, you know, have. Be loose, really just be ripping it. And, uh, man, I think, Lee, you know, we were tech, I was texting Lee even before the the Cardinals game, just talking about the path for the Rams and how it's it's a tough one. But if they're able to get this win, too, you, you got to win against Brady in the playoffs and you're going to Lambeau and now you're against Rodgers. Um, I think it would do a lot for, for Stafford's credibility. Yep. And I think, hey, man, you know, we talk a lot about the, the Rams <clears> – <throat> you know, wanting to make a move to upgrade the quarterback position. But how about just Stafford in general, man? I mean, he went to the Lions and said, I, I want to be traded, right? I mean, mm -hmm. he he wants to be, you know, this is why he, he came to the, obviously he didn't choose to go to the Rams, right? But this is why he wanted to leave Detroit, is to, to be in positions like this. Stafford played an awesome and game against the Cardinals. He too. played a great game against, and, and it's been rough a little bit for him in the second half of the season. He's had those good moments but he's also had the you know the turnover issues kind of come back but also you know he it, the thing with Stafford man it's like when he's on his game you can have the the plus plays that no one else can really make but then when you're beating the crap out of the team like the Cardinals and unlike Jimmy G against the Cowboys where Jimmy G kind of mm -hmm. brought the Cowboys back into the fold Stafford just kind of put the kibosh yeah, on it absolutely. in the second half right he he didn't make those mistakes so I think when when that can be the formula for the Rams, if they can get out to a little lead against the Bucks, then and the Bucks also in uh, they ended up beating the crap out of the Eagles. The Eagles were kind of a fraudulent playoff team, but they were a little frustrated in the, in the first quarter. There was some miscommunication issues with Brady and some of the receivers. You know, not totally you know feeling things. And like you said, Lee, you just put Ramsey on Evans, and you kind of obviously Gronk still you know is making plays, but you, you kind of force the ball to go elsewhere. You know, it could One be One thing tough, I will but, say, too, um, is you're not playing Kyler Murray last week who wasn't a quarterback. Yeah. No. You're playing someone no. who's going to be able yep. to make decisions quickly. And, and you know, Raheem, and, Raheem Moster was – or not Raheem Moster, Raheem Morris was, was kind of empty. He was. And I'll tell you one thing, man. If Eric Weddle's out there, he's going to get exposed. All right? I yep. love Eric Weddle, <laughs> but that's going to be uh, – I, I don't care if it's Cyril Grayson or Tyler Johnson uh, or Brashad Perriman. If they can get a match, a one-on-one -on -one matchup with Eric Weddle, Brady's going to take that all day. Brady's Eric Weddle's going to look like Connor Ryan. Yeah, I, I love Eric Weddle. I love Eric Weddle. Don't get me wrong, but that man is about to be lost in space if he gets too much playing time in down in Tampa. I just want to underline that before Tommy gives his angle because I think I know what Tommy's going to say, and I want to tip my cap to Tampa Bay. They're a worthy opponent. Yeah. They probably should be a favorite in this game. I'd probably make it somewhere more like one or one and a half. I think three's a lot for this game. I think these are two really evenly matched teams. But you're not playing. Kyler Murray is an ex you know in that wild card game is an example of how not to play the quarterback position. You're going to get an example of how to play the quarterback position now here down in Tampa Bay, and it's it's going to be tough to take down the king. 
Yeah. Um, Clef, I think you brought up a really good point. I'm still I, I like the Bucks here, but I'm not I'm not very con this is probably the toughest game for me to pick because uh, I think the Rams have a great matchup advantage with their receiving core going up against the secondary. Clep, I think you bring up a really good point um, about Stafford putting the kibosh in the second half. And again, big, big, uh, big job for me. Uh, I was out up in Napa tasting some wine during this game, and mm. it wasn't very close, so I was in no rush to, to mm. go watch it. But did Stafford really put the kibosh on this game, or did the car in the second half, or did the Cardinals really not have a chance? Uh, was it really just like not, you know? Because um, I, because I guess I think it's kind of both. I, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying yeah. is, yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary can be exposed, but this defense gets turnovers. They are a turnover. Um, they are a, a defense that you know gets turnovers and are turnover magnets. Uh, Antoine Winfield back playing, you know. Um, Again, I, I just think Murphy Bunting might be back, right? Isn't that a... Yes. I think in the Bucks, I don't know who has the coaching advantage between McVay and Arians. I think they're kind of similar. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I can't make a definitive answer on who I think has the coaching advantage here. I think the Rams have a slight defensive uh, advantage on defense. I have to give, and then obviously I think the Bucks have a quarterback advantage. I think, you know, Lee forgot to mention, you know, Lee, Lee liked the Eagles last week. You know, after after right, being right on Jalen Hurts and uh, you know having a, a correct handicap on the Eagles' offense, I think all year, I think we kind of saw um, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Clep, you pointed out the miscommunications that they had in the first quarter, but ultimately this offense is a pretty well-oiled machine. Yes, they don't have Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown, but as I said last week, this kind of is shades of. Brady, you know, he's got Gronk and Evans. He's got the Gronk and Edelman pretty much element. And then he's throwing to the, you know, the Brandon LaFells of the world, the, uh, you know, Kembrell Tompkins of the world with Tyler Johnson and Cyril, Cyril Grayson. Um, and, you know, I don't know if Leonard Fournette is going to be back for this game. Do you guys have any? Uh, I, he's not he's, even like he's leaning towards playing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this game is, is tough for me to figure out. I think I'm going to go I'm, – I'm leaning Bucks. Uh, I don't – I think this game is going to be close, though. I think this number is, is pretty spot on. Um, I just I – I have a feeling that this game is going to come down to Matt Stafford. In the second half, this game is going to be close. And are the Rams going to be able to put the Bucks away? Because Tam, Tom Brady, I think, is going to have answers um, for this Rams defense. Worfs, I think, is trending towards playing, but even if Worfs doesn't play, I think that you know that loss affects Brady the least because of his ability to get the ball out quickly. I think he can kind of mitigate a lot of the Rams' pass rush. Ryan Jensen also is playing, and that Ryan Jensen-Aaron Donald matchup, the interior of the Bucks' offensive line going up against Aaron Donald, I think that's a uh, you know that's strength on strength right there. I don't think you're going to be getting the uh... yeah. I think that's a good point, Tommy. Because too with the mentioned just the how the Cardinals Rams game played out the Cardinals offensive line also yep. was just uh, dominated yeah. uh, Von Miller was getting sacks you know they were getting pressure up the middle with Von Miller um, looks to be like he looks like he's 27 yeah. years old so yeah if he plays he's got like that, that playoff I mean, juice the Rams so, have mojo um, right now and I understand the Buccaneers do. do too but I think that just looking at this on paper like this is the game that the Rams architected their team to win this is the this is the whole point of why they did everything that they did in the offseason. And I think that Tommy, while you're right that this game will kind of come down to Stafford, I do not think that there will be that much weight on his shoulders because I think the defense is going to do their part and they're going to limit the Buccaneers' ability to be explosive on offense. And that's going to make Stafford's job easier. And I also think Cam Akers if I, if being, I, do the Bucks need to be explosive on offense though? Can Brady not just dick dink and duck up the field? I don't really think they need to be that aggressive. Uh, even if, you know, let's say... Well, I think if they do that, the Rams can go score for score with them. I think the yes, Rams can dunk and down, and down that, the field totally. too. Totally, and that's why I think it ultimately comes down to Stafford because I don't think Brady is going to be making the mistakes that I think Stafford has the potential to make. And I think that's ultimately what the game comes down to. The chances that this game is, you know, tied or, or close in the second half and Matthew Stafford throws a pick to Antoine Winfield, I think are higher than... You know, Brady throwing a David Long interception. Shout out Loyola High School down here in Los Angeles. I don't know. I also think, too, with, with the Stafford picks and, and, and mistakes that he's made over this course of the season, it's like they've also can also like come at the worst times. Yep. Like he's been throwing picks like deep in his own territory yep. 
right? Or even like, you know, in some of the Seahawks teams, like throwing picks into like the end yeah. zone. Like, so it's, it's like, if you make that mistake, you know, does it not snowball into being a game, you know, changing um, error, right? So I think that's obviously all turnovers are, are bad, but is it, you know, one of those where, you know, you, you set up Brady inside his own 20 or, you know, you had a great drive and then you just threw a pick into the end zone, right? So it's going to come down. To I think I, I'm one for one on my pick props. The Devin Bush got the pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go chalk here. I'm gonna say Jalen Ramsey is gonna pick Brady off at a big moment in this mm. game. And it's gonna be a turning point. I think the defense is really gonna step up here and make a play when they need to. And I think Stafford's gonna execute down the stretch. It'll probably take that. It will. I mean, it'll probably take that going, going, and and also too. I think the, the you know the Rams have had some recent success against the Bucks. Yeah, even when they had Goff, I think they went to Tampa and won uh, back in 2019 yep. and then lat and then, or 2020. And then this year, uh, they beat the bucks yep. at home earlier on in yep. the season. So, um, then, uh, Tom, well, or, I, I was just going to say, uh, Clep, is this total a little low at 48 or do we expect this to be a, a little bit? I don't know. I, I kind of like the under, honestly. Yeah. yeah, no, that's interesting. I don't know. I think, I think, Maybe it's one of those situations where it's the second quarter and the score is fourteen to fourteen. You're kicking yourself because it's like, oh, it's Brady and Stafford. Um, but I think I just think these are two really good teams, and I think, like Lee said, I think it, all the defenses I think are going to make plays. I think the offenses are going to get plays. I think it'll be kind of you know swing for swing, man. I think these teams are going to be going back and forth a little bit. I expect a lot of lead changes, and honestly, I I expect there to be a situation where either Brady or Stafford is making a drive late in the fourth quarter to take the yeah. lead. I think I, I, I almost think it's a, even though it might not be a shootout, I think it might be who gets the ball last. Rams team total over 23 and a half, I think is a nice look as someone yeah. who I think Tampa might win that game. And maybe I should just play the over, but I don't know. I, I think uh, I kind of like that, but um, yeah, this is the game that's definitely the toughest for me to pick. Uh, because I think that the Rams have a have a higher ceiling than What's the Stafford's Bucks. pick under. I, I, that was my luck last week, is, and I, is, I think that there's a little bit of residual, obviously, because he led the league in picks this year. I think we're seeing a little bit of a different quarterback here in the playoffs, um, who's maybe learned from some of those mistakes. I don't know, uh, but I do think that it's going to take winning the turnover battle to win this game, most likely for the Rams. Yeah. Uh, but uh, all officially, you know. Mark it as the I'm taking the Rams. I'll take the Bucks minus three. Taking the Bucks to to yeah to win. Yeah, I think the Bucks are going to win the game. Yeah, okay. I think the Bucks are going to win the game. Okay. I think we're going to get a rematch of the NFC Championship last year. I think it's I think that's that's what makes sense in the thirty for thirty realm. Of Tommy Chalk, baby. Yeah, never fails. Well, uh, I'll go I'll go Tommy Chalk here a little bit, Lee, and say you know you were talking about Packers 49ers being a good matchup. I think this is the best yeah, matchup yeah. Of, of the weekend. That's Bills Chiefs, man. Yep. Um, it is on paper the best this, matchup of the week. This is this is round three, right? I mean, the Chiefs got him the AFC Championship game. Buffalo comes to town in the regular season. You know, that's a big win. Allen plays one of his better games of the season. Allen coming off just a ridiculously, I you know he's he played a game. You know, he's playing better than Burrow did, right? I mean, Burrow played played well, obviously against. That, the, was that not the best the game he's ever played? At least was. as a passer, I think it was. He 100%. was unbelievable. Hundred percent. I mean, and and. From another perspective, too, it was a historic offensive yeah. game for for Dow to do that. I don't even think they had a fourth down. Yeah. Was one of the stats the whole game. I mean, Dable was against the Patriots. and that's against yeah. Belichick and the Patriots, who who have like a a good yeah. defense. Even if you get rid of Belichick, yeah. like they have good personnel. J.C. Jackson is getting just exposed. It's it was bad out there for the Patriots. You know, even if Mac Jones and the offense played well, which they didn't, they're not winning that game. Shout out Dawson I mean, Knox. They, Shout out Dawson Knox. I mean, the Bills are humming uh, after that one. Even you know the run game was was going a little bit, um, which has kind of been it, that. And that's kind of what I'm looking at in this game. Going back to to last year, you know, the Bills' run game fell apart when when they got to the playoffs. I think they ran the ball like three times uh, against the Chiefs in in that AFC Championship game. Um, you know, they got to be balanced on offense. I think they're coming into this one really hot. Um, the Chiefs just beat the crap out of the out of the Steelers. It's going to come down to, I think this is almost what it comes down to anytime any team plays the Chiefs. And it's like the beginning of the Steelers game, 
the Steelers' offense was inept, but the defense was kind of playing up. They forced a couple turnovers, and then they just couldn't stop. You know, the Chiefs just had a, an explosion where they scored like three touchdowns in the second quarter. You know, the, the Packers can't or the Steelers can't even get a first down to get the ball, the go, game to go into halftime. They have to punt it back to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs score again right before the half. Right, so it's for the Bills. Can you play? You know, you don't have to play as well as you did against the Patriots on offense because that's kind of unrealistic, but. Can you play? Can can Allen play mistake free, which he did last week, and he kind of has proven his ability not to do that in general. But can Allen play mistake free? And on defense, can you just manage the Chiefs and not let them get on a you know three score tear in, in a matter of ten minutes? Um, so I think that's what it will come down to. I like the Bills, man. I'm going to take the Bills to win. The only reason I haven't bet the Chiefs in this game is because I picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm in a I'm in a crux right now because my heart says the Bills. I love what I saw out of the Bills last week. It seems like the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC right now, but that's why. I mean, Lee, let me let me frame this for you. You talk about going back to your roots, man. I know. Is is the roots your pregame is your the roots your your preseason prediction? It is. It is, but I feel like everyone's taking oh, the Bills man. and and we and it's almost like we've forgotten that the Chiefs got manhandled in Arrowhead Stadium week three or four by this mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills team. Manhandled. They got dismantled. The game was over ten minutes in. Uh, they're at home. They're getting hot. Like, the Chiefs are getting hot right now. I think that loss against Cincinnati was big for them. This is a team that knows what it takes to get to a Super Bowl, knows what it takes to win games in the playoffs, obviously. Um, I think the Bills, like... And then it comes back to Josh Allen and, and playing mistake-free football, like you said, Adam. I mean, I I wanna I wanna stay with my roots, but uh, this is a spot where I think that the Chiefs are getting undervalued, probably, and I'm gonna stay away because I do think it's gonna be a really close game, and I won't be shocked whatsoever if the Bills win. But I just wanna put you know what's the expression? Throw caution in in, in the wind. Throw a little caution in the wind here. Well, that you are you going to throw caution to the wind, or are you going to throw throw caution I mean, in, the, in the, the expression wind. is throw caution to the wind, and you you know and you would make some sort of reckless decision. But if you're gonna maybe you want to throw some caution in. Well, I'll the, just switch the 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 saying, <laughs> and I'll just say I'm going to pour some cold water on the Bills. Uh, the Bills love it. I think it's really easy to back the Bills right now because of how good they're playing. But I do just want to remind everyone that. This is, a, this is a Chiefs team at home that is going to get theirs on offense. Um, I think that a lot of what is going to make this work for Kansas City offensively is their ability to run the ball. And what Jarek McKinnon did last week I think was really impressive. And if they're able to do that, we've seen Buffalo kind of falter a little bit when a team can, can run the ball for four or six yards a carry. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, but... Uh, this is definitely going to be an interesting game to watch, and I uh, I'm going to stick with my heart and I'm going to pick the Bills, but uh, I'm not going to play this game from a handicapping standpoint. I'm just going to stay away and hope that the Bills win to to make my my prophecy a little bit more realistic. But I just I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about this game, and I think that there's a reason the Chiefs are favorites. I think the Chiefs should be favorites, um, and this is no easy task. Tommy, I'm going to toss something to you here. Um, before you give your, your spiel, you were talking last week about the Bills. Oh, if they don't win, what does that mean for the franchise? I kind of disregarded that a little bit as I, I felt the Bills were, were going to beat the Patriots just going into that game. But now I think this is the game where I think you can really ask that question, right? Because you're almost in the same spot you were last year. Obviously, you know, it's not the AFC Championship game yet, but if you beat the Chiefs, you kind of like your odds against the Titans or the Bengals if you're the Bills. And I think in another sense too, you know, to, to avenge that loss last year, it's got to be on the mind of all those Bills players. And if you don't pull this one out, then I think it's that's kind of an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, I think it is. I, I don't think it's – the reason I brought it up, like you, I was on the Bills last week. The reason I brought it up is because I thought that they – if they lose to a Patriots team, obviously Belichick was the only kind of – uh, bright spot uh, for the Patriots uh, that week. I thought Mac Jones was gonna, you know, the the the, the classic rookie quarterback trope was gonna rear uh, rear its ugly head, and it did. 
Uh, and I thought, you know, if you were to lose to a team like that after you kind of, you know, won the AFC East, the, the tides were changing in the AFC East, and you go and lose to the Patriots, I think that would mean a lot more, especially with, you know, Dable and uh, Dable likely and potentially Leslie Frazier out the door. Um, I don't think it means as much here. I think where it leaves you is you know, you know, you've, you've now two consecutive years have lost to the Chiefs in, you know, the AFC Championship, I would say. I think this is the de facto AFC Championship because you know I'm going to be, whoever wins this game, I will take at whatever number next week. I think they're going to, uh, you know, within reason. Um, I think, uh, I think the Bills are in a really good spot. I, I, you know, I've kind of, the last couple days, the more I was really the Bills were kind of my play of the uh, play of the month, pretty much earlier this week. I really liked the Bills. Um, I thought I think the Bills are a better team than the Chiefs right now. And I think uh, on that podcast we were listening to last night, Mike Renner made a, uh, an interesting point um, that I didn't really contend with, but I think is is worth mentioning. Um, he said that the Chiefs can win this game with Patrick Mahomes, kind of. I don't want to say having a mediocre game, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Whereas the Bills kind of need Josh Allen to play pretty close to how he played last week to win um, this game, which I thought was an interesting point that I hadn't really thought about. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I think Lee and Lee also has been kind of throwing some the, the kind of the, the sentiments that he was just saying. Um, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Uh, ultimately, I think the Bills are the better team right now, and I, I and I do want to take them, and I want to fade the Chiefs. I think this Chiefs defense, I think the Bills can have a field day with this Chiefs defense, and, and the more I think about it, um, I'm, I'm going to take the Bills, but what the play is for me really, I think, is the over here, man. 53.5. I know it's a little high. You're in the 50s, but I think both of these teams are getting to 30 points. I think this is going to be a classic shootout, and I think no matter what the game state is, it goes to an over here. Um, Bill's team total, 26.5, I think is another good play. I was on the team total last week. It's how I attacked um, that New England game. I think that, you know, if the Bills are up, you know, and if, if the if this game is 14-14 or, you know, 21-21 in halftime, whatever it is, if it's tied, if the Chiefs have a lead, if the Bills have a lead, the, the both of these offenses are going to need to have their, their uh, foot on the gas pedal. I don't see either of these defenses – especially the Chiefs defense, uh, being able to kind of check uh, the, the, the other team's offense. And I think the Bills have, a, have a, a pretty good defense. They have probably one of the better defenses in the NFL, playing as a really good unit, had a great uh, week last week in New England. But ultimately, if the Bills are up, you know, by 17 points, who's, you know, again, I just think the Chiefs offense, that's the Chiefs offense can score in bunches, and, and they probably will. I think both these offenses are going to get to 30, so... For that reason, more and more, my, my play is becoming uh, the over in this game. So I, uh, I really, I'm going to take over uh, 53 and a half. I want to say something, too. And this is a big point that I kind of just came to because I was, I was just kind of exploring a little bit. I was thinking about a few things. Um, the Bills haven't won a close game this season. They haven't won a close game all year. They lost to the Steelers in a game, any seven or less, they've lost every single game. They lost to the Steelers by seven. They lost to the Titans by three, the Jaguars by three, the Patriots by four, the Buccaneers by six, and every other one of their games has been a blowout where they win by 20 or 30 or 17 or whatever, right? Their best win of the season was against the Patriots last week. They won by 30 or maybe perhaps yeah. against the Saints. I, I don't know. I, I think the Saints may have been starting Trevor Simeon that game. I'm not sure. Um, but this is a Bills team that is kind of runs really hot and cold. And this is my whole logic with the with the Chiefs is like, if, the, if this game started in the fourth quarter and it was 0-0, who would you guys pick? Same for like a quarter. What do you like, mean? Like, like if the, the game like is 0 it's 21-21 in the fourth quarter, like, like who do you think is going to win? I don't know. I, would st- I, I guess I would stick with the Bills. I just feel like... Uh-huh. If this game's close, the Chiefs are going to win the game. I, I think the Bills haven't proven they yeah. can win a close game, and I expect the Bills, if they win this game, I think they're going to win it handily, like they did against the Chiefs week three or week four or whatever it was, five. Uh, they won by 18 in Arrowhead. That's the thing that concerns me about this Bills team is they've blown so many teams out of the water. But if you really unpack their <laughs> schedule, 
that loss to the Titans was a close game. Was they didn't you know they didn't execute down the stretch. They they don't win close games. They haven't. They literally haven't won a game by under seven yeah. points this whole season. In every yeah, it's, I guess you're like you know if if the ball's in Josh Allen's hands down two, do they get in field goal range down down four? Do they get a touchdown? Yeah, yeah or if they the, do do that, do they leave enough time on the clock for Mahomes to get the ball? Like I, I don't yeah. know. I just I think the Bills this Bills team is a juggernaut in the truest sense of the word. But I but I also think that they're running into a team that you know this is this isn't Week Five where the Chiefs were you know hitting the skids hard that that matchup i don't know man I, I'm, I'm talking myself into the chiefs here i really am because <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it because i want to stick to my roots and, and stick to what got me here but i i really think the chiefs are a more consistent team at this point in the season and i think it's going to take the bills playing a really really good game to win and i'm not saying they can't do that but i'm saying in the if you if you simulated this matchup a hundred times i think the chiefs win uh, over over 55 times um and i, I kind of just think that that logic stands true and i almost feel like if you want to take the bills like take a minus six and a half take an alt line on them um because i think they i think they have the potential to blow the doors open in this game i don't i don't think they're going to win if it's close all righty then we're over the uh over the old 60 minute mark uh boys any any parting shots um, I just made my first play on over uh, 53 and a half, minus 115. Um, and I think I'm about to play the Bills over 26 and a half as well. I think this game goes under. I'm not going to play it. I think 53 and a half is too many points. It's going to be a little chilly. I think uh, I think next year we should look into, uh, instead of doing your spreads, we should just do totals. No, I'm, I refuse. See who, see, I refuse. See who, Tommy Totals see who comes is out back top. with his first total bet <laughs> since... Jets Panthers week one over forty uh, three it was. So I'm zero one on the year. Let's let's finish the year one and one. Anyone have uh, any like weekend wisdom? Anything they want to leave leave anyone with? Um, I I do have something. I do have something. Um, if you're explaining, you're losing. I like it. Tom Brady, man in the arena. You're explaining your losing. You know? Question, question everything. Question everything. Alrighty, boys. Tommy, are you going to do a tag out or no? Remember when we were jacking cars? Like a pussy little bitch Damn I knew you tripping We could have been superstars Can't help it now I'm reminiscing Remember